The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. Oh my God, I have been craving football and I got it today and I got it in abundance. Gorgeous game, flawless result, clean sheet and some stunning goals. So much to talk about, but you know what? It's not about me. Let's introduce some guests. First up, he was a caller on the previous Nina Casa show. He had a bit of anxiety. He was a little nervous after the Everton game. Final Liverpool today against Crystal Palace. So Dave, how are you? Hey Nina, I'm really good, thanks, and thanks for having me on again, and it's so good to be back, especially after that shit show that was the derby, and you're right, I was absolutely anxious about it, and then tonight was the perfect tonic. Absolutely, and we'll get into that, and I think what happened was, because the pace was really off and nothing was quite, you know, it it didn't seem quite fluid, um, you kind of thought, what is this because of the new rules and, you know, the whole you know, environment of this, the, the way we're kind of playing football now. I completely get it, but Liverpool looks so good today. And we're going to talk about that in depth. And joining Dave, um, it's an honour to have him back on again. Today, he did not run from the pub to get back to, um, you know, his sofa to podcast with us because, you know, pubs are closed at the moment. It is Sam Evans, also known as Steve. How are you, Sam? I'm so good, Nina. I'm really just delighted to have it back. And delighted to have the the real Liverpool back, you know. After the Everton game, which was obviously a bit of a shocker, and that was quite predictable, really. I suppose they were going to be sitting back. It was nice that Gags asked me to come on here today because he knew I'm a good luck charm, regards to the results, and I'm I'm glad I can deliver yet again. Now he just wanted Liverpool to put in another anxious kind of performance. So you know, yeah, what tells me next Thursday, bitch. 
Yeah, yeah. Back to back. You're that lucky, and then you're on next week as well. Like, I'm not, I'm not even <laughs> yeah, come on now. Let's call you a little shit. Actually, right. you know what? He was on. Actually, could be a good look, Tom, because he was on for the last Man City game, and he told me Angelino's name was Angelina Jolie, and I almost believe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, hey, if it means we win every game, sign me up forever. I'm, I'm right, you know what? I think I've got my perfect combo. Him and Cousy, people. What do you say? Let's see. <laughs> I might be drunk yeah. on some of them, though. That's all. Especially the Man City one. Yeah, we need you next week. And then after that, you can take a break till the new season starts. And then you're on every week. <laughs> that's it, Dan. Right. No, no, no pressure, Sam. No pressure. But you know what, guys? That was such an incredible result. And you know what? You awesome people are actually joining us live on Discord. There's so many subscribers there. Absolutely love you all. But you know what? We've got some callers as well. And... My first caller, I'm so excited to have her on because she is the host of the Live of Birds podcast. She is awesome. And usually she's at the game. So, you know what? The, the perks of maybe, you know, football behind closed doors is the fact that we get gay on, on the Nina Carter show. How are you, hun? As is technology, she hasn't unmuted, unfortunately. <laughs> But um, she will press the button any second now and laugh her head off when she realizes she hasn't unmuted. Or has she gone? She hasn't realized. I'm just watching her. Out of practice, she's still talking. She is. She's still talking. I bet this is a full on rant. She's proper going for it. (laughs) Unmute, gay. Gay, you need to unmute, hon. She's she's not even taking a breath. She's. <laughs> 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 well, she she's having a rant about Lord of the Rings, the third one, because she watched it. That's what she's doing. Hello. Oh, I think she's lost the unmute button. Okay. Can anyone well, unmute her? No, we can't. She has to unmute herself. She's in control of her own, you know, uh, functions there. <laughs> I've really hoped so, mate. What the hell? If Liverpool okay, win so. the league next week, I won't be in control of any of my functions. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah, a little, you know, yeah, that's it. We're done. Let's, We're dusted. Let's switch to the next caller then. I think Nick will be ready. We'll come back to Gay second then. No problem. Okay. Um, uh, formerly known as Steve Turner, it's an honour to have Nick Turner back on the Nina Kaiser show. Welcome back. <laughs> Hi. Thanks for having me back once again. It's a great day, isn't it? It's uh, it's just fantastic. As as everyone else has said uh, prior tonight, it's um, yeah. The the Everton game was just like a warm up, but now now we're back in now we're back in a proper stride, and it was a great performance today. And what about it um, impressed you so much, Nick? Well, everything we're we're all over the place. I mean, I, th- I think I mean we're all over the place in a good way. Um, G- Ginny had a couple of great chances in the first half. I mean, he he could have scored twice in the first half alone. Um, Bobby had a great chance on the 16th minute where he he, he tried to pass into the far corner and just missed it. Um, and everything was just brilliant, you know. Uh, it's difficult to pinpoint a specific point, but you know, um, everything just looked really good today. We we're back on form. We're looking really sharp, and you know the title is definitely going to be in our hours in the next you know week or so for sure. 
Yeah, absolutely. There are so many positives, and you know what? I'll, I'll come to um, I'll come to Dave first on this one. And you know, uh, I think Nick kind of touched on some really good points there. And I think you know the one thing that he said, which we said before we got on the pod, was um, you know, um, that the Everton game felt very much like a dress rehearsal. And you know, of course, it's your first game back after like three months. It's your first competitive game. I also felt like, you know, the pace and the tempo was really good. We saw Ginny in a more advanced position. Everything was kind of clicking. Um, for me, you know, like that starting 11, like when I saw the team sheet, I was like really excited because it's almost like muscle memory, isn't it? Like that team knows exactly where each player is kind of. Yeah, I think so. And And I mean, we all must have felt pretty good. When we saw that team sheet, you know, I look down at it, you start with Allison, you go down, you get to Trent, <clears throat> you go down, you got Van Dyke, Gomez, Robertson, you run right through the 11, you go, yep, that is pretty much our first, our strongest 11 that we can put out. And you start to get those good feelings. But I have to say, you know, it's always a privilege to come on, speak to you and Gags, because I've been listening to you guys for so many years, but I don't think I've been on with Sam before. And I have always, you know, for the last few years, listened to Sam and I thought, you know what, he actually rivals my pessimism. (laughs) So, you know, in that first half, before Trent pops in that absolute perler, I'm thinking, you know what, this is this has gone back two years. This is what we were used to seeing. You know, Crystal Palace were doing exactly what Everton were doing. And we just didn't really fashion any really good chances. But then once Trent pops that in, it's as if it just elevates the rest of the team. And then from that point on, I I think it was pretty plain sailing. Yeah, it really was. And Sam, you know, you two then, I guess, uh, yin and yang, if you will. Um, uh, Sam, uh, talk to me about, you know, your thoughts about that Liverpool, because I even say that I can't remember Liverpool being that kind of good and in control of a game, even before, of course, you know, COVID-19 and, you know, the whole, uh, you know, football shutdown and things. Um, and I think it was round about December time I saw Liverpool that good. Yeah, first of all, I'm kind of taken aback by Dave saying I'm pessimistic. Are <laughs> 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 you going to need to take a second to recover from that one? Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, cautious, Nina, cautious, Nina, maybe Sam. Nina, sorry, Nina sorry. tends to think I'm a bit of a, a positive person and a, a glass half full, but uh, <laughs> there we go. Um, because I'm a proper negative Nancy, that's yeah, why. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To compare to Nina, I suppose I am. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, re- regards to the game, I, I didn't feel anything like that as, as Dave was, and he was saying he was, he was feeling pessimistic after the Everton game. I was quite the opposite. I, I was blown away by the reaction on Twitter. Some people starting to question, is it possible we don't win the league this season now after watching Man City sure. win 5 sure. and stuff. Yeah. People are starting, you know, I, I know they're kind of maybe slightly tongue-in-cheek, but some people are starting to ask the question. They're starting to twitch. And I'm like, we had a 20-point lead. <laughs> we had a 22-point lead and they had a game in hand. Come on, I know it's been 30 years, but let's let's take a breath. This is a fantastic team, breathtaking team. That Everton game is, is, is horrible every season. Doesn't matter if it's, you know, when we're in the full flow, it's still a horrendous game. And this was after a three-month break. So it was always going to be just absolutely filthy. And I was not expecting a good game that game anyway. So um, for us to then come into this game, our first game at home after the lockdown, and we've seen the performance of champions today. I just think, you know, I, I think I'll disagree maybe slightly with Dave if you felt that we weren't 
if we've lacked a bit of cutting edge yet, fair enough, we opened the deadlock with a, a long-range shot. But I, I just think it was a gradual domination and grinding down of the opposition. And it was just always a matter of time before we put them to the sword. Yeah, um, uh, Nick, I'm, I'm going to come back to you. You've heard what the panel have yeah. said there. You know, um, I want to get you, I'll let you have the final say. Yeah, I mean, the only other, the only other things I wanted to say was um, uh, I find, I don't know if, if everyone watched the pre-match sort of, uh, you know, discussions with the managers and everything, but I find it really interesting to say that, uh, I don't know if you caught this, but Jurgen Klopp, he said when he was growing up as a coach, he said that mm-hmm. he used to watch lots of videos of um, mm-hmm. of coaches, and he said that most of it was Arrigo Saki, um, but mm-hmm. some of it was Roy Hodgson when he was in Switzerland. Yeah, and that was really interesting to see. And, uh, and you know what I loved about that? I love the fact that yeah. he goes. I remembered, and I went up to go and tell him, and they asked Roy Hodgson about it, and he had yeah. the biggest smile on his face. It was so it was so wholesome, and it was so it lovely. Was Look, wholesome, yes. And can I just say something? Yeah. Don't think I'm weird, but like Ray Hodgson's hair, because obviously we've all been in lockdown and like hairdressers are out of the equation. His hair, he was channeling some kind of Dustin Hoffman vibe or something. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the only nice thing I say about Roy Hodgson. No, you know what? That was actually a very, very nice touch from Klopp. And I, and I like the fact that Klopp goes, I've never told him, so I felt the need to tell him that. And he was absolutely just smiling from ear to ear. Um, brilliant stuff. Um, thank you so much, Nick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, sorry. The only other thing I wanted to say was it was two of the greatest, uh, you know, sort of hits of a football I've seen in the, you know, trance, trance perfection from the free kick, and also following that the the, the ball from Fabinho to play in Salah as well. You know, two fantastic hits of a ball, and uh, yeah, and I'll leave it at that. Wonderful stuff, wonderful stuff. One thing I love about Nick is he like comes up with follow-up questions. I should I should be alert and on my toes for that. Okay, so that was Nick. We're going to try joining our first caller who had some te- te- technical difficulties, but I think she's good to go now. I gave her a wonderful intro. Um, I'm not going to do I'm it sorry, again. I Welcome it, back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to listen now to see what the hell you said about me. All good stuff, all good stuff. Uh, anyway, thank you very much for having me on the show. It's a delight to be here. Um, I really wanted to focus on Fabinho after that game. Um, and I just know that there were so many of us so frustrated about how difficult he found it after he'd been injured and coming back and really struggling to get into a rhythm and to be the player that we knew he was. And tonight, there he was. He That was one of the most complete midfield performances I think he's put in and we've seen for a fair while, um, notwithstanding that incredible strike for the goal, mm. his break-up play, his tackling, his ability to spring attacks, his assist for Salah, uh, he was just magnificent tonight. And I suppose my, my question on the back of that is, do you think that's been one of the benefits of lockdown? in terms of him actually being able to 
be behind closed doors and work on all of that stuff that he needed to work on to get himself back to the player we were all desperate to see again. Excellent question, Gay, as usual, and excellent points. And Sam, I will come to you first. You know, um, what a game by him. And the mad thing was as well against Everton. Sorry, I know I keep harking back to that game, but he was one of the players that got a lot of stick from the fans on social media. Something that I noticed anyway, a trend. And um, like Gay said, a goal and an assist. I mean, the assist was just phenomenal, by the way. Great vision. You know, just look up, just so casual, the way he plays into Mosala. And then that thunder bastard slipping strike. That was just almost like a copy and paste job of what he did against Man City. You know, when it was, all, you know, like he fucking means it when he strikes it. Um, just an absolutely incredible performance. And I mean, like, and just um, answering Gay's question there, do, do you think that maybe he was he was one of the players that really benefited because he was definitely whilst we were going through that sort sort of like bad patch. I don't know if you can call it a bad patch, but you know where we didn't look our usual best. He was still kind of finding his form. Yeah, I I think you. I'm a, I'm a massive fan of Fabinho, and I I don't personally think that he's been tailing off at all. I, I just think it, it's something that the Everton game was a shambles 1-11 to 11, and Twitter loves a scapegoat so there's always the odd individual player that kind of gets dropped in it and blamed for a poor performance. I just think it was bad from you know the whole team that day. Um, as you said, I, I think Fabinho was absolutely magnificent today. It was the complete midfield performance as you said everything you'd want in a midfielder break every single time we know how dangerous crystal palace are on the break and he would snuff it out every single time they'd even think about attacking on us um magnificent assist uh for the salah goal and an incredible strike as well um i was chatting to my mate ian and a couple other people um because i wasn't at the pub today but we did actually watch the game in a garden (laughs) um with a tv outside so we were miles away from each other but we were still able to watch the game together which was incredible um and yes you know it 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 was we said before the game, he's got it in his locker to, to hit a strike from distance, but he hasn't done it for a little while, it felt like. So it was really nice today to see him get on the score sheet. And, you know, if there were any doubters, I'd be very surprised about it. But if there were any doubters, I think that is the absolutely best way you can actually put them to bed. Absolutely, absolutely. I just think it's absolutely ridiculous how, you know, people can actually question him or, you know, question that player. And, you know, coming to you, Dave, I mean, he's one of the first names that I look for on the team sheet. He is basically, you know, the the first midfielder that I'm picking always. He's the first name that goes down in that midfield. And, you know, I think Gay has made some excellent points as usual. And, you know, just talk to me about Fabinho and just about his performance in general. I mean, for me today, um, he just did that whole role of like, he was the most complete midfielder. And when he plays amazing, you find that everyone else just looks better as well. They, you know, they're more comfortable in their positions. And yeah. I felt like, you know, we saw a really good game from Ginny Wijnaldum where he was allowed to be a bit more advanced today because every second ball in that midfield was just ending up in you know, Fabinho was there just to clean it up. It didn't have to go to the defense. I can't remember the last time the ball was in our in our half. Yeah, I think it it was definitely a return to form for Fabinho today. I think uh, you know, is, is it a benefit of lockdown? I guess it's the same for everyone. You know, there'll be players 
that were in form and have come back and they, they've kind of lost that edge a little bit and then there'd be players that were out of form. Fabinho, when he came back from an injury, he, he, he didn't look right. And I always wonder, you know, is he is he really fully recovered from that injury? Because he, he just didn't quite seem like the player that he was before. But when he's on song, for me, he's a class above every midfield, every other midfielder that we've got. I love all of them. You know, they, they're all great. They offer, you know, different things. But for me, it's like when I watch Fabinho, when he's on song, it, it's like a dad playing with his sons kind of thing. He's just bigger, stronger, uh, a bit more wily than everyone else around him. And he just controls the game. I don't know. You could say sometimes, you know, when things go right, you know, Genie looks like he's controlling it. Henderson, uh, I I don't think anyone quite controls a game like Fabinho can. And I still, you know, I think, you know, going back a few years, you think about some of the midfielders that we've had, you know, I, I used to absolutely love Mascherano. I used to think he was mm-hmm. such a good defensive midfielder. And I thought, you know, you cannot possibly improve on that. Mm-hmm. And then I think it was a, a through ball that he played. It was against Man City. And suddenly you think, oh, wow, these defensive midfielders can really be an attacking threat as well. And, and that was a switch for me where I thought, you know what, this guy could be one of our genuine world-class players. And again, he showed it today. And yeah, I, I, is it a benefit of lockdown? Definitely for him, it, it appears like it. You know, again, I'm kind of writing off the Everton game as being just, you know, they're always horrible no matter what. But then you could form. argue that the lockdown has been, I don't know how long Alisson was meant to be out for, but like, of course, you know, like he was injured for the Atletico Madrid game. And obviously like, He's come back. I think it's it's uh, the lot of players that were out injured. I mean, fuck's sake, we've even seen Harry Kane I, back for space. I love the point <laughs> from Dave there. Dave, we've been we'd be crying out for a player from midfield to be able to do everything. Yeah. We look at people like Fernandinho and we drooled, you know, for years, yeah. saying we want a player that can actually go forward, make a pass. You know, just last week he made a pass for one of the goals, I think, in the first game back. He was unbelievable for that ball from yeah. the back. And, you know, you just think, wow, why can't we have a player like that? And then you sort out Fab and just, you know, we sort out Fab and we're going wild now because he literally can do it all. He's got a pass in him. When he's on it, when he's on it and he's been struggling, he started like a house on fire. We all thought that this is going to be Fab's player of the year because he started so well at the start of the mm-hmm. season. Obviously, his injury and he comes back. It's going to take time. I think it's one of his first injuries of his career, maybe. His but injury, no, if my memory serves me correctly, his injury was at Napoli game, right, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. terrible, just accidental yeah. as well. I think Lovren pushed him. I don't care. Uh, anyway, Lovren doesn't need any more bad press, yeah. surely. Come, no, come on, how can we mention him? How can we not mention him? Uh, but yeah, Dave, now you look at the boy and you look at you look at when Nabi came on and how him and him and um, Fab were, you know, just just the one-touch passes. Even if it's just, you know what, controlling the game, keeping the ball, that saps the opposition so badly. Yeah. They're just like, we're not going to get the ball off these boys now, are we? And, it, you know, if we can start Naby a bit more with Fab, can we just try and start them? You know, it would just be something special, something different, I think, for us that we haven't seen in a team. And we saw what Naby did the other day. Both of them two were the best players on the pitch against Everton. They just needed some balance around them, which wasn't there. Today, they got it. Rubber was there. Mo was there. It's, it's, you know, and there was no Nabby though, unfortunately. But um, his time will come. I am sure of it. 
We all are, absolutely. And Gay, I'm going to come back to you. You've heard what the lads have said. Um, um, you know, we all pretty much are in the same boat. We absolutely love Fabinho. Um, I also kind of love the fact that his missus kind of took to Twitter earlier on today, you know, like calling them out. And then, of course, when he got the goal and she's posting emojis, you know, like, <laughs> she's actually a good laugh on Twitter. But, um, I mean, I want to get your thoughts on, you know, where you stand with Fabinho as well. Because, you know, like, I think Dave said that, you know, the last great midfielder in that role that I remember was actually Mascherano. And I didn't, I never thought that we could replace a player like that. And he was one of my biggest sort of like, when he went, I was like, oh crap, you know, like we look dreadful. And, yeah. you know, it, it took us a whole decade to replace him. And it, within that time, look where we've gone, you know, Champions League winners, um, you know, Super Cup, world champions. And now we're going to win the league. I mean, where do you rank him? Because for me, I don't use this term loosely because I feel like it gets thrown around a lot in modern day football. But for me, he is genuinely world class. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think he is genuinely world Um I think that injury really did. And my worry was about how off he looked when he came back from that injury. So, um, you know, maybe it's a self-fulfilling prophecy that I was desperate to see the Fabinho we all we all came to know and love, and he he appears to properly back and fully fit. So, if the lock has come, as much as it's been so difficult for everyone, you know, I'm I'm absolutely delighted for him. But his you know his range of his um, his reading of the game. His ability to, to, you know, come up with worldy goals. You know, the one tonight, the one he scored against Man City. Um, you know, he's got he's got that in his locker. You know, long may we see that develop. I do generally he is well. I think if he continues to play at this level for the remainder of this season and next season, then I think he would be on a Ballon d'Or list. If he continues to to have that complete game fielder, no, he's not a Luka Modric, but do you know what? He's not as attacking, but he he has so many tools. I th- I think he could be anything he wants if he if he stays fit. Um, you know the the fact, like you said, you know Harry Kane come back from injury, Allison's come back. I mean the the, the madness of that is he's got more clean sheets than any other goalkeeper. And he and he's you know he's played he's played almost like a third and less of the season than everybody else because of injury. So um, yeah, to to finish on Fabinho, yeah, so happy to see him back. I mean, there are so many things I could say. I won't comment on Roy Hodgson's hair. I'm glad the cop said something nice about him because I never will. I never want to see that man ever again, other than maybe you know in a bus passing by waving. Um, so yeah, yeah. Lovely, lovely game. Great result. Fantastic. Very well. There you go. That was a very happy day. Um, uh, full of compliments and praise for Fabinho. Long may it continue. What a wonderful player that we have. Um. We're going to move on to our third caller. We need to get through these pretty quick. Joining us next, it is somebody that has been telling me we're going to win the league for the past three years. <laughs> he spoke into existence. It is Del. Del, welcome to the show. 
We're having a mare with unmuting today, aren't we? He's got a little red muted sign for me. Oh, hang on. Here we go. Can you hear me? Yep, he's on. Yep, we can yep. hear you. Ah, finally. Well, um, I would love to say, haha, yeah, I knew I was right all along. But now you're going to believe us. Now you're going to believe us. Can you believe us? We're going to win the fucking league. <laughs> uh, how, how good does that feel to be champions? Is that the question? We're actually not champions yet. <laughs> You're dozy git. You got the eternal lot, uh, pessimist on here, so <laughs> we're not champions <laughs> just yet. <laughs> Gags is like flipping Magamba from Mr. India. Dr. Watson, press the button. If anyone's watched that classic Indian film. Of course. So, you know what? I, you know, Adele's not going to bring any kind of enlightenment, really. We know what Adele's like. So, um, guys, just answer. How does it feel to be so close instead? I'll ask it. I'll reword it for him. Go for it. Okay. Um, you know what? I will go last. I will come to, I'll come to Dave first on this one. Right. So I, I'm sure I've said this on, on previous call-in shows, but my trauma, the reason for my pessimism, the scars that I bear date back to 1989 because I was sure, I was rock solid in my belief that we were going to win the league. There was no way that Arsenal could come to Anfield and beat us 2-0. And that has scarred me for life. So I, I, I still, I love the optimism that everyone has. And, and even though my, my logical mind, my realistic mind, pragmatic mind, all knows that it's there. It's just a matter of time. So if it's one game, two game, honestly, I don't care. I'd take Gags's point, you know, he said many times, I'm not bothered. I'm not asked about breaking records. I just want to win the fucking league. It's been 30 years, 1990. Again, we never knew that there was going to be this cliff. I remember going to Anfield and uh, this was before Man United came back to prominence. And there was a, uh, a t-shirt, a Terry Waite. You know, he'd been uh, locked up for, uh, held hostage for years. And, you know, the, the meme to it, you would call it these days, was have Man United not won the league yet? I think they hadn't won it for 26 years. And so we were all having a good laugh at it at the time. I am just so desperate for us to win. I just want it to be mathematically impossible. <laughs> I want us to sew it up so bad. But I've got to tell you, even with all that pessimism, even with all those scars, I can almost taste it. And you know what? It tastes pretty fucking good. Nice, nice. I'll go to you and then I'll, I'll give my thoughts. And we'll ask Gags as well. Yeah, so it's not mathematically done yet, but it does feel amazing. Uh, I know what you mean. It's, you know, e even the biggest pessimist now isn't shit in the bed anymore, I think. You know, surely, we're, we're as close as you can possibly get with, without actually getting over the line, we might not have to. We can win it, lose every game from now on, possibly, and still win the league. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's amazing. I, I get where Dave's coming from. We're all battered and bruised and hurt uh, from the last thirty years that we've had to to watch. You know, we we've had not many challenges in that time. So to to be in this position now, and especially after last season, which was a real heartbreaker, because 
you know, we were possibly the second best team of all time last season and we came second in the league this that exact season, which is just incredible. Uh, but, you know, we weren't financially doped and we won't talk about that. But, uh, you know, yeah, so it, it's incredible. We're, we're nearly there, guys. We're going to have the biggest party ever once we can finally be together and, and party together and, and just get to Liverpool and enjoy it. But, you know, I can almost taste it now. And, you know, a few guys have touched on it in the chat saying, would you rather City... Uh, I think Harinda put it on the chat, didn't he? Say, would you rather City drop points to Chelsea so they have to give us a guard of honour for the next game or beat che- beat City or take points of City and win the league there? For me, any day, of the, any day of the week, win the game at City as champions. Yeah, I don't care how we win. I mean, for me, what does it mean? Now, you know... I got, uh, you know, for me, there's like deep, deep scars with Liverpool. I mean, I, I started supporting them in 96. And, um, you know, throughout my whole school years, I was bullied for three things. Being short, being skinny and being a Liverpool supporter. Well, you know what? Short girls rule. Uh, I am no longer skinny. I, I, I'm, I'm healthy now. And now, finally, my team have come up good. And I, you know what? I almost want to, I almost want to, and I'll never do this. I almost want to do a school reunion just to say, bitch, what? You know, I always got, I always got told, Liverpool are never going to win the league in your lifetime. You know, this is constantly told, even by my relatives. In fact, um, I'm going to stand outside Uncle Norbert's house and set off pyros. You know, it's on, it's on, bitches. I'm going to be, so unbearable like I've you know like I've had so many years pent up you know this pent up energy you know a big fuck you to everyone it's incredible and for me as well like any Liverpool team winning it would have been huge but the, I mean like I just can't believe it's Jurgen Klopp and anyone that listens to this podcast as well like for as long as however you know like we've got some loyal listeners will know just how badly I wanted this guy at, at Liverpool and I cannot believe that he's going to make history. Like, it's just, it's just unreal. World-class manager, great, great human being. Uh, Gags, what about you? What does it mean to you? How does it feel? I asked, I'll answer my own question, shall I? Um, yeah, I can't, I can't explain how it's going to feel, uh, how it's feeling now. It's 30 years of, you know, I think Dave talked about 89. That was pain. You know, the next year we did it, we got it right, we won it, brilliant. But then after that, it's been constant pain in so many ways for Liverpool fans, not just me, but every single one. Growing up in that era um, with Man United fans everywhere, through uni as well, with Man United fans everywhere, you don't realise how much pain this has caused us in our life. The whole idea of starting this website in 2011 it's it's taken over my life so <clears throat> winning this whew, means it's going to mean the world it's literally like you know when you reach that goal so can't wait you really can't wait wonderful stuff steve pizza says you have to get your mom on as a special guest Nina. could you imagine <laughs> could you imagine that get oh it, my god get it done Get it done. Get it done. Get it done. We'll have to, yeah. Um, I think this, you know, I think she was one of those that was really hoping that the season would be over. But 
you know, incredible stories there. I love the fact that, you know, everything is, you know, there's something very personal for everyone. And you know what? It means an awful lot to every single one of our supporters, you know, regardless of where you are, regardless of where you live, regardless of your age, you know, you've, you've seen the good, you've seen the crap, you've seen it all. And, you know, it's just a massive thing for everyone. And, you know, for people like Gags as well, who kind of started and, you know, you know, doing this for a passion and look how big it's gone as well. And, you know, he's covering some good things now. So, you know, I'm a fair fox to Gags. So good things happen to good people, uh, Gags and Jurgen Club for that matter. And every single local supporter. All right, Can then. I um, say something? Can I say something? Yeah? It's, it's coming home. It's coming home. It's coming. It's coming home. Oh, for fuck's sake. Jesus Christ! Really? Man, things, man, things in that's, England. That's on, not our song. You do not sing not that, song. that song. <laughs> that's outrageous. <laughs> so, so you know that reason where you saw that red mark against his name? It's going back on. It means he cannot talk. Completely. You know what he always does on our podcast? We're talking and he'll barge in. I kid you not listening. He'll barge in. I love Del, by the way. We all love Del. He'll barge in and go, listen, yeah. And then, <laughs> what? And then he'll say, we're going to win the league. And this is like three years ago. <laughs> now, if he'd have done it when Roy Hodgson was manager, then uh, then we'd have all thought he was crazy. Can I, can I defend Del, though? Because I, I know it's not our song, right? Some of those lyrics absolutely apply to us. 30 years of hurt, never stop oh, dreaming. Yeah, absolutely. I do. But but we cannot associate ourselves. No, we're, we're, we're not going to sing it. It's so not Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> but the lyrics, the lyrics are, are, are absolutely resonate. That, so, that one yeah. line, I'll take. The rest of it, no. Yep, yep. No, we're on the same page there. <laughs> And can I just say one final thing about Fabinho as I'm now watching Match of the Day whilst listening to you or well, Match of the Day on mute. When you look at that shot from Fabinho from behind, does it not remind you of Steven Gerrard against Olympiakos? If you haven't seen it, watch it on replay. That it's, just, it's almost a carbon copy. It's unbelievable strike. Anyway, sorry, carry on. I love it. Be watching out for that now. Cheers. Thanks, Gay. Okay, so we've had Del there um, trying to associate us with um, a song for England. Um, didn't go down too well. Uh, we are going to move on to our next caller. You know what? It's a familiar voice. He was on the last. He was on the last show. Um, Hopefully he's a happy camper. You know, we saw some kids. It was a great result. It was a flawless performance. We'll we'll get him on. It's Jamie Book. Welcome back. Hello, everybody. How are you doing? Oh, you know what? This has been an absolute dream and a breeze to host. Um, uh, <laughs> I think it always helps when, you know, the performance and the result's great. So over to you, Jamie. Complete reverse, complete reversal of last time. It's, you're seeing every single one of was just like basically perfect. Like first twenty minutes were just progressing nicely. Like complete opposite of the event on Sunday when we were just having to recycle the time. Just kept working slowly, progressing well. Get the free kick and Trent just blams it in. All of our build up was um really great, and we should have had a, a good few more. It should have been finished four. It should have been six or seven really. 
but obviously it was still great. And it's just when you think about this role, we have been brilliant, but then I think our, and I think a lot of people think this as well. Our performances uh, last season may have been a bit better, even though our points tally is so much better and we're so much further on than City. But um, this this performance today, I can't think of many better than we've had um, this season. Like I can think of the City game, off, but we were on a whole new level. Going back to the points before, I think this break has done us the world of good. Like Mo was back to Mo Salah today. He looked like he was in his form from his first season, and obviously he's been great for the other two seasons as well. But he just looked so fresh, and that was really great to see. And um, just seeing um, Neko Williams at the end as well, and that pass went through, um, that he put through to Salah at the end. Just he's he's coming in his one of his first few like league appearances, and just he can walk on walk onto the pitch when everyone else is at such a high level and he matched that level instantly. It's just amazing to see. And it just comes on to my question now that we're hopefully we're going to wrap... Um, if, if we don't wrap it up against City, we're going to wrap the league up in the next couple of games after that, which leaves us like a good six games or whatever it is to really just try and experiment with the squad. And I was just thinking like we have the left-back problem as well and we saw Ginny playing left-back for a bit too, so we can test that out. But then um, on some of the other podcasts, we've been talking about the box. And then if we've got Necker who can play at Necker Williams, who can play right back, that potential free um, Trent up to like playing positions maybe across the midfield. Or even if we are stuck at left back, try one of Trent or Necker Williams at left back. Because if Trent's at left back, he can still put in that like, cross field ball on his right foot potentially through to Salah. So it's just something to think about, really. And just. Um, want to ask you guys what you think about that and how we can use these remaining games to um, really like stretch the flexibility of the squad a bit more. Wonderful questions and wonderful ob- observations. Um, but before I go over to our panel, um, you know, you kind of mentioned um, Neko Williams there, and I, for me, like when he was bringing on the kids, like we spoke about it on the last pod, that is the perfect time to bring on the kids. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when they're absolutely comfortable, it's essential. You know, you've got nothing to lose. You know, the team is at peak confidence. They are playing elite stuff. You just go out there and express yourselves. And I think that is exactly how you handle them kids. And I think, you know, um, Jones came on, I think, um, was it against them at Bournemouth? And he did the exact same thing. Once yeah. the game was wrapped up, that is exactly when you throw your kids into a competitive game, certainly in the league. Great, great shouts and great, great questions. I will come to Sam first. Sam, talk to me about this. Um, uh, are we going to see more? I don't think Klopp is going to be chasing. I, I don't know if it's mathematically possible that, you know, you can have the most points or whatever. But I think once the league's wrapped up, I think Klopp's going to be a bit more adventurous with the kids. Yeah, I was chatting to my mate Ian about this um, during the game, funnily enough, and we were discussing, you know, once the league's wrapped up, what what is Klopp going to do? And, you know, I, I'd like to think he'd check in the kids a bit more, but the realist in me was thinking Klopp will try and get his main men firing as well as possible, you know, before the little break we'll have for next season. But I think the, the one kind of ace in our sleeve that we're going to have now, which will allow him to give the kids a chance, is this new five substitution rule. And I, I think that that's probably the, the key difference that will allow Klopp to do a bit of both. And, and actually still, you know, we saw it today. I was not expecting to see Harvey Elliott come on today. That was absolutely fantastic. 
Was that his first Premier League appearance? I, I can't remember if he's played in the league yet. Um, I think it is. It, it felt, yeah, because I know he's had cup appearances, but I'm not 100% about the league. And that was fantastic to see. And it's a it's a great point about Nico Williams. He had a lovely cameo today and he showed what he can do. And 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 it kind of kind of flies in the face of a lot of people. We all want some signings, right? And, and I do know we do need to make some signings overall. But I think a lot of people forget what we've got. This is an incredible squad of players that we do have here. Okay, it might not be as deep as the Man City squad, but that's insane. Klopp puts a lot of importance on momentum and, and keeping the same team as much as possible. So he's got a, a 11 who are available for the vast majority of the time. So he needs to have a few people like the Milner here and there who can play in a couple of different positions. Joe Gomez steps up wherever he's asked to play. And we've got these kids coming through now who have all shown glimpses of how special they can be. So for me, you know, it, it's it's so, so positive at the moment. And I'd really like, you know, I, I'd love to get the best points total ever because I think this team deserves some sort of recognition as one of the best teams of all time. But, you know, personally, I think winning the Champions League and then winning the league the year after, I think it's going to be up there regardless. So... For me, the most important thing once we've won the league will be to do everything we can to get the whole squad firing as well as it possibly can, ready to go again for next season. Lovely and interesting. And Steve Pizza there saying to add to what Jamie said, for me today reminded me of um, uh, the 5-0 against Forest in the 80s. Uh, I think I had Eddie on uh, Media Matters and he spoke about that game and then shared the highlights and it looked incredible. I think it was a John Barnes kind of masterclass. I really saw the highlights. I didn't obviously watch the full game, but um, a great shout there, Steve. Um, from this season, I think some of the games where I've been really impressed was, um, I think, Liverpool against Arsenal at home. Liverpool were fantastic. I thought the Leicester game we were also very good but you're right it's been ages I, I think we've been kind of out of form like through Jan and February in in my opinion. Um, I'll come to you now um, Dave. Um, what do you make of uh, James' question regarding you know maybe a bit of rotation maybe kind of easing in some of the youngsters maybe giving them a bit of you know flexibility or are you thinking what Sam's thinking where Klopp will just probably want to get maximum points and if he does bring in kids, will it be like one or two or make the most of the five rule subs? Because obviously that's a luxury in itself, I suppose. I think the first thing is, thank you for that nostalgic memory. That 5-0 against Forrest was absolutely mm. fucking amazing. There's a, there's Eddie a spoke about it and I literally was like, I, obviously I don't remember it, you know what I mean? And he goes, I'm going to share the highlights. And he put them on Twitter <laughs> and I watched them and I was like, fucking hell. <laughs> But they were the second best team in the country at the time. And John Barnes was absolutely phenomenal at that time. And, and we just absolutely blew them away. That's one of my favorite memories to think back to. I think it's, it's going to be a tricky one. I mean, the temptation would be to say, right, as soon as it's mathematically certain that we've won the league, right, just chuck all the kids in. And, and you know, give them some game time, give them some minutes on the pitch. But the problem is, you know... Winning the league this season didn't start at the start of the season. It started, you know, a few years ago. And definitely last season, you know, the momentum mm. that we had, 
you know, we just carried that on. And you could tell that City were like a bit fucking knackered. <laughs> they were like, fucking hell, we've never been pushed like this before. And we just carried on and we were so hurt by not winning it. You know, third be- third highest total ever. And, you know, the highest total to never win the league. And the players would have been really hurting. And they started the season off like a house on fire. You know, tactically, we adjusted things. We weren't trying to blow teams away. We were just doing just enough. And so I think it's going to be a bit more measured than just chucking kids in. And, you know, I guess the the thing is, I think Klopp is going to trust in youth a bit more. If you think back to... You know, when when Trent was sort of coming through and we'd look at the bench and Trent was on it. And, you know, we'd have a, no, a, a number of other players as well who, who were youngsters and untested. And we'd go, oh, look how weak our bench is. And, you know, compare our bench to City's bench. But then if you had Trent on the bench now, you'd be like, what the fuck's he doing there? You know, he should be on the pitch. Trent, in a very short amount of time, has proven himself to be like a, a massive player for us. And, you know, I just hope, you know, people like Elliot, we think he's got the potential to be a massive player for us as well. Neko Williams, I, I think he's he's got potential, but I've seen lots of players come through with lots of potential and not quite make the grade. So, but what he did tonight surprised me, and I, I think he looks like he could be a decent player. So I, I don't think he's just going to go, you know, headlong and throw them all in I think it's going to be a gradual thing and you know what bringing youngsters into a winning team where they can learn from you know learn the pace of the game I think is a lot better than just chucking in a bunch of youngsters we saw it in the cups didn't we where that doesn't quite work I I think it's going to be a more measured approach from Clark and then think as well that we kind of need to remember as well and then I'll come to Jamie I want to get a discussion going here we've got players like Minamino who don't look quite settled yet do do you understand what I'm trying to say we've got players that who we're going to be relying on next season quite a lot like for example like we need to keep Naby Keita up fit ready you know get him rotating in that midfield we also need to work the likes of Minamino in that front three as well. I mean, just a discussion with you guys before I go back to Jamie and Sam, you jump in as well. Do you think it's going to be a case of maybe Jurgen Klopp, he is going to be chasing the, the points tally down? Like, let me get as many points as I possibly can. Let me keep my boys fit and healthy. Cause God knows when football will resume again because we don't know about next season or what's going to happen. You know, um, so get as many points as you can. But in order to do that, play your strongest, play your strongest cause some damage and then start blooding in some of these players, you know, the likes of, you know, your, your, your subs that you're going to be relying on next season. Do you think there's going to be more of an emphasis on those kind of players? Oxley Chamberlain as well is another one. I mean, he looked good today, but what I'm saying is he's another one that we kind of need to get into the system a bit more. He needs to be getting a bit more game time. What takes more priority? I think, I think with, with Klopp himself, um, it, it's winning first and foremost, and I think he's always going to make sure to get the win. And you know, we, we'll get the win over the line, and I think then he's going to give the boys a chance, like he's done today. So I, I think um, Dave's bang on there. I think it'll be very much a measured approach. There's no chance he's going to play a completely weakened team at any point. I'm fully not expecting that, but I think he he might just dot the odd youngster in now and again. 
Um, and you know when we're playing this well, I think they'll just just match in absolutely seamlessly, and you know it won't be a problem. You've got like what four games in nine to twelve days, something stupid coming up in after the city game or including the city game. It's going to be so many. There's going to be so many um, rotations going on, just like there was today. What four or five today after Everton? Just imagine it'll be the same thing every time. Four or five changes. Yeah, there's there's plenty of games to go around. That's the thing, isn't there? So uh, I think we they'll all get a good chance. Do you think we'll ever see Shakiri again? I hope we Probably. do. And that wonderful. I think we will before the end of the season, definitely. Is he still injured? Yeah, yeah, he's still recovering. But I think we'll see him for a, a last hurrah for sure. If he gets a calf strain, he's out for six months. That's the thing because he's seen the size of those things. Yeah, <laughs> it's half his body. <laughs> Is they're like, absolutely enormous those calves? They're like Tonka trucks. I love this part. Everyone's just randomly chipping in and just having their thoughts. And say, <laughs> I've literally got no control of this part. I'm just putting my hands up like, fuck, what's going on? Yeah, I mean, Shakiri, I hope we do see him one last time. It looks like he will be off. Um, okay, so um, we've kind of got the panel's view there. Jamie, I'll come back to you with the final thought. You've heard what they've said. It looks like they seem to think that Klopp might do a sort of gradual thing. Do you agree, disagree? I'll let you have the final thoughts. Um, well, just what you said before, I think our priority really should be getting the current fringy first-team players like Minamino, Chamberlain, Cater. We need to get them fully in sync, in a good rhythm, ready for next season. Then I think, well, obviously, then at, once we've got this City game out of the way and we've wrapped the league up, then that's what, then that's what we should be doing. Personally, I don't give a damn about our points. Total. Like, we're going to remember our first league. It's not how many it bites. We're going to remember how good we are, we were. And, but I don't, I don't think, I don't know, that's just personally. Anyway, um, then, but then after getting those players, and then I think, I think when we think of the young players, I really think we should be focusing on three, and that's Williams, Jones, and um, oh, who's the last one? Um, Elliot? So no, not Elliot. My point on that, not which which is the other one that's on on the verge. Of, there's was someone else. Hoover. Who's that? Yeah. Um, Keanu Hoover. Yeah. Those three. Uh, I I think El- Elliot's like sixteen or seventeen. I think he. I think he's a bit off it to be honest. So far, um, I think maybe this time next season should be like getting sort of Curtis Jones level. Like, I think, obviously, he's looked promising at times, but um, I think he could do with another solid year of, like, under-23 football or whatever before he's really getting, like, cameos in the first team and things. But also, what's really annoyed, having seen us play so well today, and then, obviously, with the Champions League starting again in August, it would have, let me think, like, that game should have not gone ahead. I know we can do nothing about it now, and it's pretty silly moaning about it, but it does piss me off. Thinking we could have, we could be going into a second leg with a, like Alice and all our players in a really good rhythm, but we just obviously it's not going to happen now. So that is just, but but anyway, um, so yeah, I, w- I want to see more of Williams, Jones, and Hover, 
and then I, when you're talking about Shakiri as well, like oh, I I I do like Shakiri. I think like at times he has been great, but he's also a player that is like eating up potential minutes for some of those young players. Well, most specifically Jones. So it's just one. Of, but then yeah, it'd be nice to see him off because he has. Just thinking about the United game last, the Barcelona cross and the Everton. Be nice to um, him to be fit for games. But yeah, I think, um, and we really as well, um, we need to try and experiment more with maybe a couple of different formations. Like I did mention before, um, the box, it would be nice to see Bob just in some of these games try some. And like, for me, if Bobby hasn't been like peak Bobby this season, so maybe trying to work like getting Minamino in that front three more, or if it's box midfield in a front two, that would be interesting. Experimenting with systems and just getting yeah, getting the team as in as best shape as possible um until the start of twenty twenty one. Yeah. Lovely, excellent. Uh, I think some great shouts there. Thank you so much, Jamie. No problem. Take care. Okay, so that was Jamie Book. We we were so much more positive. Guys, you know what? We've kind of not We'll briefly do this, but let's kind of talk about the goals. I mean, Sam, I'll come to you first. Um, for me today, the goals were just absolutely gorgeous. They were so diverse as well. Um, let's quickly talk about Bobby getting, uh, talk to me about that Trent Alexander Arnold free kick. I mean, there was three players standing over it. I think we all wanted Trent to do it. Um, you know, we, we kind of want a player that just kind of focuses, focuses on, on the kind of, um, Set pieces, what an absolute goal. And you know what? I'll be honest with you, the longer it was taking, because I felt like there was a massive, massive delay. And I was like, usually when there's a massive, massive de- delay, it, you know, when it, be it free kicks, be it penalties, it normally goes into raw Z or, you know, something, something awful happens. But that was just absolutely stunning. And, and, you know, I, I heard the commentators kind of say like, oh, that was Beckham esque. And I've not seen Trent's interview and I think Gags had it on, but, you know, he looked quite happy with himself as well. So, um, Sam, uh, talk to me about that free kick. How gorgeous. Oh, it's amazing. Uh, you know, he, he had a couple of sighters against Everton as well, didn't he, Trent? And, uh, well, actually, he's had a couple taken off his toes by Fabinho as well, hasn't he? But, uh, you know, we all know the, the quality that Trent has from free kicks. He, he's shown it for us a couple of times. And it's something that, you know, he, he's not going to score loads a season. I think people always think that, you know, Beckham was scoring 10 he scored free a kicks a season. He scored a gorgeous free kick against Hoffenheim, didn't he, if I remember correctly? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was kind of his, I think that was his first free kick he scored for us, mm. if I remember right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he, he kind of announced himself and we're like, oh, this guy can hit free kicks. And, you know, since Coutinho left, um, it, it, it hasn't quite been something we've been able to do brilliantly. And Trent has, is the man that stepped up to the plate. We we have seen that Fabinho seems to have a bit of an eye for goal at the moment as well, and he's had a couple of decent efforts from free kicks as well. So it, it's nice to know we've got a couple of different options because that could potentially wrong foot the goalie uh, d- depending on which player takes it. But the goal itself, I I was desperate for him to score against Everton. I thought it would have been an immense moment for him. I'm sure his time will come for him to bang a free kick against Everton. Um, but yeah, it is a fantastic moment. Great. Just, I think it's a big relief as well, you know, even though none of us were really worried about this team too much. 
after that Everton game, we just wanted to get off the mark today and we just knew it would start to flow. So that was one of the big things about that goal is it just got us up and running. It did, absolutely. And then there was a free kick like shortly after in a, in a similar position. And I was like, Trent, come on, do it again. You know, do it again. And of course, Fabinho stepped on it. But um, Dave, I'm going to come to you. Um, talk to me about the Marcelo goal and, you know, just Fabinho's assist there. I mean, the man had a monster performance, but, you know, that was, again, just just a beautiful goal. It just felt so good, didn't it? Because like I say, you know, when Fabinho puts that ball through in the Man City game and, and like I say, woke me up to the fact that, oh, this guy is different gravy. You know, he's not just a defensive midfielder and a destroyer. This guy has got an eye for a pass as well, you know, through a, a load of bodies. It was almost a carbon copy. I mean, if Zidane had played that, you know, if if uh, if Gerard had played that, Pirlo, whoever, we'd have been salivating over it it was a perfect ball and you know credit to Marcel as well wow yeah so so he still had quite a lot to do you know his control on his chest was perfect you know great finish as well it just felt you know for me there was that wave of a one nil I'm never comfortable as you can probably tell but you know at two nil I just felt so good and the fact that not just that it was 2-0 and it felt like, right, this is it. This is, you know, we're almost there. We're almost at the finishing finishing line. It was validation that, you know, Fabinho had played okay up until that point, but it was like Fabinho's back. You know, this is the Fabinho that we know. All right, he'd had a few off games. Again, I, I don't really do the whole Twitter thing because people just fly off the handle too, too easily, you know, on a misplaced pass. But he hadn't been playing that well. And it was like, nope, Fabinho's back. So even though Salah obviously got the goal, which is which is great, you know, and again, his goal-scoring prowess is is so undervalued, I think. I don't get it why. But the fact that that assist was so perfect was just so good. So, so good. Absolutely um, magnificent. Okay, and now, Sam, I'm going to come to you because uh, <laughs> you're on for the City game. It's only fitting that you speak about the Thunder Bastard strike. <laughs> Let's talk about Fabinho again, is it? I think, I think yeah. Gay, Gay has done enough talking about Fabinho for the whole season. Uh, it's, all, it's all been done. But I think I'd be happy to talk about him for the whole season because he's, he's absolutely brilliant. But... Uh, yeah, what what a strike that was! It was really, really similar. It's great point actually, with Gay. Um, it is really similar to the City strike in in the fact that it's been hit with such venom. But there are similarities there with the Gerard strike in the fact that when he initially hits it, it looks like it's going down the centre, and it kind of swerves out to the right away from the goalkeeper, and that just makes it even harder to save. But, I, you know, back in the day when the Premier League, uh, the Sky was showing off their new technology and they were like, oh, yeah, we, can, we can show you the miles per hour on this goal and everything. They, they don't seem to check that out quite as often these days, but I, I'd be very interested to see how hard he's hit that one because, as you said, Nina, it was an absolute thunder bastard. It was a thunder bastard and long may it continue, you know? And it, it, you know what? It, you know, like, there's some players who are so delicate, they score gorgeous goals. He is, like, an absolute monster in that midfield. And when he hits a ball like that, you know, like, it's just very fitting. 
of the player, the demeanor, and the performance. And I love it. It just suits him right down to a T. Watch him now score like the most majestic, gorgeous goal now, like just to prove me wrong. But I just think it really, really fits him as a as a personality on, on that football field. Okay, and uh, Dave, I'm going to come to you. Uh, I love this goal because um, I think Dad always talks about things like this as well. He's a big fan, and I think we all are when the front three are all involved in a goal. Um, a great link-up play. I think it started with um, with Sadio Mane out to Roberto Firmino, to Mo Salah, and apparently Mo Salah and Sadio Mane don't pass to each other. Okay, and then of course uh, Sadio Mane, who I have to say as well, you know, we spoke about all the, you know, we spoke about Mo Salah being great. I thought Sadio Mane had a very, very, very good game today. He looked so much more lively with Robertson there, kind of supporting him out on the left, and it was only fitting that he got a goal as well today. Yeah, absolutely. I just want to make a, a small point on the Fabinho goal. I'm going to get a bit Alan Anson here, but I, I thought the Palace defence were pretty sloppy in waking up to the fact that Fabinho is going to unleash this fucking thunder bastard because it sort of opens up for him. And I'm thinking, have they not seen him play before? He seemed to have a lot of space and it was the sweetest strike. Phenomenal goal. But honestly, if I, if I was, if I was the manager, I'd have been a bit disappointed with the defense. I thought they could have woken up quicker to that. So there's my, you know, Alan Anson bit. The Mane goal, phenomenal i i just i think Mane, pound for pound he probably has been our one best signing and I, I know mo salah has got more goals and everything but i just think Mane has just turned it completely and it's very rare that he's got an off game and this goal it was great link up play to to put him into that position but it was so kind of Thierry Henry at his peak you know he gets through to the keeper and he just opens up his body he sees the far corner he doesn't have to put too much power into it he just passes it into the far side of the the goals and it was just it was the perfect way to to end uh, well I, kind of still thought we might have another goal in us but you know it ended up being the last goal and it was just so sweet and you know isn't it so great when you just have so many great goals you have four absolutely great goals and and yeah it doesn't get better than this does it if Carlsberg did you know almost winning the league games this would be it Absolutely, absolutely gorgeous goals. And, you know, it's one of them where you couldn't even pick your favourite. Right, guys, I think for me, um, uh, I'm going to have to run to Man of the Match. Um, I want to get your shorts. I'm going to put one out there. I'm going to say Alisson because he literally did not have to be present for that game. Could have had his nails done. Could have had his hair done. I don't know. He was not required. What an easy game for him. Guys, your Man of the Match shouts. I will come to, I think I know where everyone's going to go, but I'm still intrigued. I will come to Sam first on this one. Yeah, I think I think it's pretty obvious to all of us who's man of the match today, mm. and uh, that's Welshman Nico Williams. Uh, <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> uh, no, well, I, I think honestly, I think Fabinho was incredible today, and I absolutely love him. Uh, I think he did everything perfect. The, the passing accuracy keeps us ticking over. Great assist, an, an unbelievable goal. But I, I really think we haven't discussed Mo Salah enough today. I, I just think Salah was incredible today. And mm-hmm. I think he's so underrated in some of the things he does. And I think his performance today was, was so good. He was very unselfish, 
right up until the very last moment of the game where he should have put Minamino in for a tap-in, which would have been a fantastic goal after Nico Williams' little through ball to him. But apart from that, I think his performance today was absolutely flawless. See Mo Salah back at his absolute best today. And I, I think it's that Gay was touching on, you know, who's who's had a big benefit from this break. I think Mo Salah, Firmino and Mane have played so much football over the last two years. Mm. I, I I like to think those guys are going to really, really benefit from this. And I think the freshness from Salah today was an absolute breath of fresh air. So for me, I'm actually going to go against the grain on this one and, and say Mo Salah for Man of the Man. Oh, I love it. You controversial bitch. No, um, Mo Salah is a great shot. And I thought he was something that was something and a player that we massively, massively missed. Um, you know, in the Everton game as well, I think, you know, that game was screaming out for him and, you know, the front, the front three would have looked so much more lively. Great, great shout. I think he's incredible. I love that front three together. I think they work so well. And again, yes, um, he's definitely, definitely one of those players that has really been looking after himself. My God. Um, you know, I think we all saw the pictures. Uh, gonna come to you now. Um, Dave, who have you gone with? I was going to try and be controversial and pick someone a bit left field, uh, but but Sam stole my thunder there. So <laughs> I was going to say like Joe Gomez for making the game a bit interesting, you know, misplacing a header and uh, giving us a few flutters on a on a breakaway when it was uh, I think was it one nil or nil nil at the time. But no, I, th- I think to be honest, I, I agree. I, I think the the fact that Mane, Firmino, and uh, and Salah have had the the longest proper break without competitive football probably in their professional careers I think can only be good for us I think honestly we were all kind of worried because they're back and forth to like the African nations and stuff and you know they've got that consecutive time of playing competitive football you're worried about that burnout and though though we never saw it you're worried about it, it coming to fruition but honestly I can't really look past Fabinho the way he just controls the game. And again, I, like I say, I like different attributes about the different midfielders that we do have. I thought, you know, Cater looked good when he came on. I always enjoy watching Genie, even when he doesn't contribute necessarily to a goal or, you know, he doesn't come up with the assists. I, I just think he's such a silky player and I just love watching him. But in terms of just controlling the game, he chips in with an assist great through pass mm-hmm. and, and an absolute as as you guys put it a thunder bastard of a goal it's got to be Fabinho for me yeah I, I'm gonna go with Fabinho as well you know considering he's you know meant to be you know the guy that sits in front of the defense and he gets a goal and an assist today and I think to, for me today he was just everywhere literally picked up everything sweeped up everything mopped up everything for me it's Fabinho as well guys if you're listening let us know your man of the match shouts was it Fabinho? Was it Marcelo? Was it Sadio Mane? Was it someone else? Joe Gomez? I don't know. Hit us up. We'd love to hear your thoughts. This is the end of the Nina Kauser show. Um, a massive, massive thank you to all our callers, all the people that have joined us live. A huge thank you to both Dave and Sam. But before I let them go, I will get some plugs. I'll probably get gags on for some plugs as well. But first, I'll go to Sam. Sam, where can people find you on Twitter and your work in general? Yeah. yeah, well, there hasn't been any football for three months and I wasn't on the Everton game, so I, have, I haven't got much to plug at the moment, Nina, sorry. But um, yeah, regards to Twitter, if you want to have a chat on Twitter, my Twitter handle is at Sambo Evans. 
follow him he's brilliant and what about you dave i, I know you're super busy when it's not football you've been keeping me busy with those comic pods sorry about yeah. that <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to chat to me you can head across to raising base uk on twitter always happy to talk about uh football definitely liverpool and uh if you want to talk comics as well i've got a comics podcast you can get that on the anfield index app um uh, comics in motion we always talk about all sorts of things you know the latest movies that have come out and you know uh current events all kinds of stuff so if you're into that sort of stuff get across to comics in motion do that guys literally they they have a podcast all the time these guys are dedicated and committed so yeah in lockdown we were peppering nina can you upload this one can you upload that one sorry (laughs) Why you killed me during Ramadan? Though I was like, do people not respect my nocturnal you know, living right now? But no, seriously, it was all good fun. It was all good fun. And Gads, I'll bring you in. I'm sure you got some plugs. I'll let you do it. Yeah, I'm Index Pro first and foremost. I'm forward slash join. Go and get on uh, our pro content. There's a there's another post match show going on right now on there. That's going to be out straight after this at the same time. So you got two to listen to. Uh, this is more fun with you, with um, listeners and contributors, all them, and that's more of a proper deep dive into it. So go listen to that. Uh, Jan Moby was on as well. Yes, uh, the other day we had the Under Pressure. Under Pressure is live tomorrow night in Discord. Tomorrow night we'll be co- talking this game and the, the pressing and everything. Well, you know, there's not much really. It's just going to be we're just going to be wowsing about the Liverpool team, but at the same time there's going to be a live game. So you might just get some live reactions to Liverpool winning the title. That's on under pressure live in Discord. To be in Discord, to listen live, you have to be a subscriber. Amphitheater.com forward slash join. And then you get in there, you let me know at Gags. I'm a subscriber, get me in. And make sure you're listening tomorrow night at round half eight, nine. It's going to be between there, probably nine. And, um, you know, we'll be, we'll, be, we'll be doing our analysis whilst that game's ending. So I'm sure there'll be either some um, swearing at City or some celebrations going on at the same time uh, apart from that amphiloindex.shop is the new name of uh, the merch site so yeah AIT mm-hmm. is still the brand for the clothing but uh, amphiloindex.shop there's so many other things now on there go and check it out there's going to be prints go to Etsy uh, search for amphiloindex there's loads of prints if you're into prints and frame stuff Greg's doing a great service on that so make sure you go and sort that out uh, get those ready for um, uh, yeah celebrating the title we've got pretty much two months of celebrating or a month and a half of celebrating to do i think so um there's going to be a lot of champions t-shirts as well 19 yes. champions lots of different things coming we'll try and get those live hopefully or get ready at least for tomorrow if it does happen i'll be sitting there pounding away at my laptop as soon as um something happens so something crazy happens but if not tomorrow they'll be there on um they'll be there on friday morning ready to go so yeah it's so many things happening on AI. There'll be lots of podcasts. Uh, we've got something in, in the works as well for you, something special. Uh, but yeah, uh, just so much going on. It's a crazy time. Like I said, it's the first time in a long time and we're going to make the most of it. Absolutely. We certainly are. From doing nothing, I'm working like a blue ass fly. Uh, literally, and these games are coming thick and fast, but a bit of a break over the weekend. Yep, what Gad said, we've got some awesome things coming your way. Be part of AI Pro, you know, Join join the fun. There's great content, and uh, you know we've got some great merch coming out as well. So do check us out on the Anfield Index shop, and of course, um, Etsy as well, where you can get some awesome, awesome prints. 
And for my part, um, I'm going to, I'm going to go back to video. So, um, if you're on Instagram, get on and follow me. It's the Nina Kaza show. That is my username. I'll be uh, posting videos. I think I'll get one up about my thoughts about the two games and how they were just in complete contrast and how, you know, how much I enjoyed this one. But guys, thank you so much for listening once again. Really, really appreciate it. Take care. Just a little, we just got a little bit of a wait now. Who knows? We could be champions for the next game and I could just be smoking cigars. Literally, who knows? But guys, thank you so much for listening. Take care and up the Reds. Podcast Network.